Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. Last week, we uh, talked about faith, some, and got started, praise God. I like ministering on faith, and we know when I talked last week, I, I, I talked about how that we're not talking about just general faith. We're not talking about, um, well, you know, somebody saying, well, they were a person of faith, or, you know, this person, uh, uh, you know, so-and-so, uh, they had they was a person of great faith. Well, we use that term loosely sometimes in, in speaking when we use the word faith. But what I'm, I want to talk to you this morning about is the God kind of faith. Praise God. The God kind of faith. The God kind of faith that just believes God simply for what he says. It's not based on some kind of something that man says or religion. It's based upon God's word. We know that uh, God's word says faith comes how? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that word hearing is the word repetitiously hearing over and over and over again. And uh, I, I again stress the importance of hearing the word on a continual uh, basis. Uh, many people today, and as I've said, faith comes by hearing, not by having heard or uh, in that sense of having heard, I'm talking about as time goes by. It's like uh, uh, trying to operate today in a battle that uh, is raid against you that requires the use of your faith, but your faith, a fresh supply of your faith hasn't come uh, since a week ago or several days ago. You need a fresh supply of faith bolstering, uh, the word bolstering your faith that day. Amen? And so faith has to be something that comes to us on a continual basis, that we get into the Word of God continually, day after day after day, and that as, as that Word comes, that faith begins to rise. Another word for faith is the word confidence. Everybody say confidence. Confidence. That's the confidence. That's the knowing that you know 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 that you know. You get what I'm saying, and and so on and so forth. So it 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 comes from continually the continual adherence of the Word of God. Now the God kind of faith comes from hearing the God Word. Faith comes by hearing. Period. All right? How many of you know faith in things come by hearing? That's, you know, I, I mean, you know, I've, I've used this uh, chair, uh, a chair as an illustration. All right? Uh, how many of you, when you came in here this morning, or how many of you that's here today have ever had a chair fail you? Anybody in here had a chair fail you? Yeah? But i never seen a single one of you come in this morning and take your chair and say, Pastor, I appreciate the chairs that you furnished, but I want to really double check this for myself. I want to make sure all the screws are in and it's intact. And, 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 and you know, uh, I just want to make sure that it's going to hold me. Because I had a chair fail me once. And so I want to make sure that when I sit on this chair that it's not going to fail me. You know, I, I, I've had it fail me before, and so I'm just going to very, I don't know about this. 
But how many of you just come in here and did that, or did you just plop yourself down on there? All is well. All right? Are you, you with me on this? And so, just because you've had a chair failure before doesn't mean that you fail to sit on the chair. A lot of people say, well, you know, it just didn't, my faith failed me once or whatever. So, what do we do? When a, when a child begins to walk and it falls, do you say, you tell that child, you know what, you'll never walk, sorry, don't even try. No, you gather them up and say, come on, you can do this, you got this, right? Yeah. Did any one of us in here, when we were learning to walk, ever fall? Okay, let me say that this way. Does anyone in here learning to walk ever not fall? Every one of us did, right? Did that stop us? No. We get back up again, don't we? And so our faith, now there's, there's two things I'm talking about here. One is the confidence, the faith in a natural thing. It comes from knowing and hearing chair manufacturers and people talking about chairs. They're good, solid chairs. It's good. You know, uh, we've had these chairs for a while now, but we invested quite a bit of money in these chairs because we wanted good chairs for everybody. We didn't want chairs that you come in and use them a couple times and it would fail you, right? Because we knew that then we could never get you to come and sit down again in the chair. <laughs> no, it, it's, it, it, you know, by, and by reason of use, we began to learn to trust these. And so the same way when our faith in God by reason of use, by, by knowing the confidence that God never fails his word, we, the, the confidence begins to rise bigger and bigger within us. But then the, the, the second part of that is, have we ever missed it in some way? Well, well, certainly, but we don't stop there. We get right back up again, praise God. Amen? And so we're growing in faith, Right? We're not the same place we used to be a year ago, two years ago, three years. We shouldn't be because faith is a growing process. It grows. All right, the same way with situations. The enemy may come along and, and uh, you know, you're, you're believing God for something, maybe your finances or, or health or something like that. Well, guess what? Uh, just because, uh, um, you know, you, uh, uh, you didn't succeed on something at some point in your life, Praise God, hopefully you've grown since then, and you're in a different place. Don't listen to the lies the enemy say, well, you look here, but it didn't work before. You always notice the enemy deals with the past, not the future. And so he'll try to remind you of your past, and you just remind him of his future. That would be a big zero. All right. And, and so faith comes by hearing, doesn't it? Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And the more that we hear, the more that our faith begins to grow. But, it, but, again, along those same lines, we have to continually hear the Word of God for that God Word to begin to come to us. Now, we have a, a negative faith that the Scripture talks about and we talk about here. It's called fear. That's a, that's a faith in the negative. Fear, you know, even Job made the statement, that that I've greatly feared has come upon me. So basically what happened, he had faith in his fear. You know, people will have faith in their fear. They begin to look at fear, and they begin to look at it more and more and more, and the fear gets bigger and bigger till they're consumed with that, till they're confident that that's what's going to happen. That's a dangerous place to be. 
So the enemy tries to bring fears into our lives because it combats faith. It comes against the God kind of faith. It comes against the promises of God. Regardless of what God's Word tells you and all the promises that He has, if the enemy can can inject some kind of fear and get you to begin to believe that, it'll begin to take you away from the promises that God has. So fear is very dangerous, but it's the type of faith that the enemy uses is fear. And so you've got to know that. The Bible says not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Those are plans, things that he comes up with to try to get us to get it. It's, it's uh, you know, you might be a, a mother and have a have a child, and, and their curfew, say, at 10 o'clock, and, and by 10 o'clock, you know, five minutes till, they're not home, and you, uh, you know, if you're not careful, you start fretting, where they at, where they at, 10 o'clock rolls around, they're not there, 10.15, 10.30 rolls around, you're wringing your hands, you're walking around, next thing you know, if you're not careful, you, you see them, uh, you know, laying in a ditch someplace, bleeding out, or something like that, you, all these, well, where's that come from? It's not come from God. Fear. The enemy tries to bring that fear in, and if you think on it long enough, you, you, you recall a statement that I use a lot, what we magnify will be magnified. What we look at is what gets bigger and bigger in our lives if we're not careful. And so we need to be looking at God's promises. We need to be looking at what God's Word says instead of what the world around us is constantly telling us and what the enemy. I mean, there might be a time that you've gone through, you know, maybe some financial difficulties. Maybe you don't have a job or whatever, and the enemy tries to come along and says, well, you know, you're going down the drain. You know, you're going to, you're going to, you'll probably end up filing bankruptcy. You'll do this and that. You'll never be able to do that. That's the lies of the enemy if you, if you start always looking at that and believing that. That's ultimately the path that you're going to begin to take. But if you begin to look at the Word of God and say, Lord, your Word promises that you'd supply all of my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus, praise God that you're my supplier, praise God, you're God of more than enough, and you begin to look at those things, all of a sudden what begins to happen? Your life begins to take a turn in the right direction. Hallelujah. Faith begins to rise and you, so that you can grab a hold of. A confidence begins to uh, uh, come into your heart and your life, and, and you begin to walk above those things, praise God. I mean, it doesn't matter what it looks like, the economy. You might be believing God for a new house right now. And right now, uh, in the natural, it looks like not a good time to buy. Interest rates are as high as they've been in, in years now. Here it is. Boy, I tell you what, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just not. Don't let those things bother you, praise God. And I'll tell you another thing how God works is it's usually in the darkest hour that God comes through and shines the brightest. Praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, I look at some th th times in our lives that may, may, maybe it seemed like the least opportune time and the darkest time, and we've seen God's hand move the biggest, praise God. So don't you dare let the enemy put you in a box. Just say, Lord, I know you're good for it, praise God. What your promises are to me, they're still the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, you don't change. Your promises never change. What you said is good enough for me, I just receive it, praise God. Amen. Don't let the enemy back you in the corner and try to get uh, 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 fear to come up. Oh, and doubt and unbelief come in there. No, I tell you, God's bigger than that. Praise God. Hallelujah. And along those same lines, we talk about seed. Uh, how many of you know that seed is very important to faith? 
The seed of faith begins to work. Sometimes there's something that, uh, uh, that's going on in our life, and if we just let the seed of faith begin to grow and begin to speak to it and water it, praise God, and it'll begin to grow, it'll take us out of a situation. I remember the first time, you know, I, I was born and raised on a farm, and if, if you couldn't fix it with a, with a, a, a cutting torch and a brazen rod and some baling wire, uh, it couldn't be fixed, you know. We didn't have, we lived way back in the country, and we couldn't, uh, you know, if we ordered something, it was uh, Sears and Roebuck or, or, uh, uh, or, or something, you know, along those lines, because we, we had to make it ourselves if we, you know, and, and so a lot of things, you know, we lived, it was that almost a poverty mentality. You know, dad, we never, dad never had money to, to do this or that with, and so I, I grew up in that, and uh, so I had to begin to change my way of thinking. I mean, people would say about buying a new car or going out and doing this, and I'd say, man, there's no way I'd ever be able to do that. Well, how many of you know that's just a lie of the enemy? Because that, that goes against God's word when he said he's, uh, or El Shaddai, he's got him more than enough, praise God. Amen. And, and so um, I had to begin to immerse myself in the word of God to find out who I was. And I've begun to find out, praise God, I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I begin to find out that I'm part of the royal family, praise God. Hallelujah. That my God supplies all of my needs. Uh, and and as, as I begin to look at that, all of a sudden my faith began to grow and I began to realize, you know, I don't have to live like that, praise God. I don't have to have a, a, a wire that's going, or a, a car that's going down the road wired together with bailing wire. Hallelujah. I mean, yeah, I can work on my own vehicle now, but, you know, sometimes I'll take it and let somebody else work on it. I don't have time to do it, and I really don't want to do it anyway. I believe God for the money to do it, praise God. He provides it, I'll take it and get it fixed, glory to God. Amen. And I have a truck sometimes that I, that I have to work on, but it's not because I, I can't go buy a new one. I don't want a new one. My son... Said, Dad, you ought to get you one of these, all these new ones. I said, I don't need one. You got one. <laughs> he borrowed all my, all, he borrowed my stuff all my life. Now I'm gonna start borrowing his. Praise God. <laughs> I need to take a trip. Hey, son, you need to use your truck. <laughs> Not can I? I need to use it. <laughs> well, some of you. Uh, dads, you, you understand that. You get that. <laughs> well, God provides. Amen? But you begin to learn. And so I said, I am not going to live in a spirit of poverty. God's bigger than that. That's, that was under the curse. The curse of the law was poverty, sickness, and death, or separation from God. Well, uh, under the, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is life and life more abundantly, praise God. So I choose to live under the, spirit of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, not under the law of sin and death. So it's a choice that we make, amen? And so the God word, the, or the, the God kind of faith comes by hearing the God word, amen? So always know that faith comes. It's a true statement. Faith comes. Regardless of what you're involved in, that's where your faith will be. And natural faith produces natural things, natural results, just like I talked about the chair. But how many of you know 
the God kind of faith comes by hearing the God word, the God promises to us. Amen. And that's why we've got to get into the God word. We get into God's word, and that word produces the faith. Everything bears after its own, uh, own kind. Every seed produces after its own kind. The word of God is the seed that produces the faith of God himself. Is that understood? Yep. Praise God. All right. So turn real quick. Just a, a, so I've been recapping here just a minute. Just a minute. Now go over to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, now, everybody say now. now. When is faith? Now faith is. That's why I made the comment last week, if you, if, you, if you find yourself talking about, well, someday, you know that you're not in faith. Because faith is not someday, faith is now. Yeah, but that puts it on the spot, absolutely. God's big enough to be put on the spot. Amen. Well, I just don't know if I want to be put on the spot like that. Well, who's, who's, who are you putting on the spot? Are you putting yourself on or are you putting God on the spot? God's big enough to handle. He says, try me. Just test me. I beg, I, I, I dare you to put my word to the test. Amen. So now faith is. Not going to be, but is, praise God. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We talked about that a little bit last week. It's the title deed, the things we can't see. We can't see it. I talked about my first airplane that I, I bought. I bought it sight unseen. It's not like today. You can just snap some pictures and send it via, you know, a text or, or anything or email. I bought it based off of a, a recommendation of my mechanic that I trusted. I bought it sight unseen. I had, had it for, I don't know, it was at least a month or two before I went and got, got a chance to go pick it up. I'd never seen it. But in all my, but dur- before I ever went and picked it up, I could tell people, I bought an airplane. I, it's mine. It's mine. Have, well, do you have it in your hands? No. Have you ever seen it? No. Well, how do you know it's yours? Because I had the paperwork on it. I, I had agreed to it, praise God. It was a title deed. It was mine. So, God's, so, so a lot of people say, well, can you see God? You know, how, how do you know he's, he's in your heart? Because I believe, I trust God's word. For what he says. That's, that's where faith, that's where confidence in is what God said he will do. Well, God said, if I would at, if I believe in my heart, confess him with my mouth, that he would come into my life. And I did that, praise God, so I know he lives on the inside. And besides that, I've seen the change it begins to make, it began to make in my life at that time. I know I had a lot of rebellion and all kinds of junk in there. And praise God, that night I accepted Jesus. What happened? That began to be washed purged right out of me, praise God. Changed from the inside out. Could I see it in the natural? No, but I could tell it. Like I've asked and said before, how many of you believe that there's wind? Here in Wyoming, we have some wind sometimes. Well, have you ever seen the wind? But you see the effects of it, don't you? Hallelujah. People say, well, how can you believe in God? How can you believe in a God you can't see? Well, how can you believe in wind that you can't see? Or some other things we could go into too. But no, but we know he's real, praise God. Especially when you have him in your heart, you know the peace, the comfort that he brings with it. Praise God. Amen. There's nobody, nobody could ever talk me out because I know him on the inside. And you build a relationship with him. And he talks to you. You talk to him. He talks to you, praise God. Amen. 
And so with all faith, you accept him to come and live on the inside because you know he's real. He's not a man that he should lie. His word's true. Amen? All right, and then we talked about the Hall of Fame of Faith. Through faith, all of these people receive these things. Hallelujah. Now let's go over to, uh, let's go over to Romans. Uh, let's go over to Romans, the fourth chapter. This is another Sunday. I, I don't have any notes, but I got a whole book of them right here. You do too. Hallelujah. So we're just, we're just going for what the, what the hell the Holy Ghost directs, praise God. One of the best things, okay, thank you, Lord. All right, we're going to change paths a little bit under the Lord's direction. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go to uh, Mark. Let's back up to Mark, the 11th chapter. Actually, let's go uh, back to uh, uh, Let's go to Mark, uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, verse, let's look at verse, let's start at verse, um, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let, let's start at verse 13, Mark eleven thirteen. Talking about Jesus and when they were with the disciples here and seeing a fig tree afar off. Well, let, let, let's, let's, let's back up even into verse 11. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked around about upon all things, and now the even was come, he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. Um, and verse, verse 12, and on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not, was not yet. In other words, the, the leaves, there should have been figs on that tree during the time. And Jesus answered and said unto it, what did he, what did he say, it, what's the it that's the subject of the matter here? The tree, isn't it? Well... I don't, I don't talk to inanimate objects. Well, Jesus did. Now, I want you to pay close attention to this because it says, and Jesus answered and said unto it. How do you answer something? You answer something when something's talking to you, right? If you answer someone, they have, they have said something to you and you're answering them. This fig tree was talking to him, saying, you're not getting no figs off of me. You don't tell Jesus that. He's all about seed time and harvest. <laughs> so the fig tree was talking to Jesus. Jesus, in turn, turns and answered that fig tree. Answered and said unto it, the fig tree, not to a person, but to that fig tree, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. He didn't, he didn't mumble his words. He didn't say it quietly. Obviously, he said it in a fashion 
His disciples heard it. It didn't say one disciple heard it. It says his disciples heard it. So he was confident in what he said, right? He obviously he had to, to Beth. And his disciples heard it. And then after he came to Jerusalem, Jesus went into the temple, began to cast a, them out. Um, and then now let's, let, let's look uh, at uh, down in, uh, let's skip ahead a little bit. And for sake of time here, and let's, let's look at uh, uh, verse uh, uh, 19. And when even was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter calling to remember and said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answered unto them, said to them, Have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. Hallelujah. So now he's using this as a teaching. He's showing them, all right, they said, Master, look, the fig tree. They called it to his remembrance. Jesus didn't go find it. Oh, I'm going to go see if it's dried up. No, he knew it was dried up because he had confidence in what he said. But now his disciples noticed what he said, took notice. And if you notice, before that it said they heard him. So they heard him say it. Now he's telling them, have faith in God. The reason that fig tree's dried up is because Jesus spoke to it in faith and it had to obey him. Right? So he's using that as a, as, 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 as a time of teaching to them. And then he says this. He says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever, how many whosoever's do we have here today? That would be any of us, right? That whosoever shall say, everybody say say. say. So saying is a part of believing, right? There's, you'll, you'll see here the word believing is used and the word saying is here is used. Our words are very important. What we say is very important. Jesus said. He didn't go over and look at it and thought to the fig tree. He said to the fig tree, right? He didn't, just, he didn't think about it. He said. And so in saying it, then he mixed faith with it. Obviously, he had mixed faith with it because he said to them, have faith in God, or these are the he, these are the, 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 the elements of faith in this. He said, Verily I send you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, which happened to be the fig tree, but it was a mountain that, wasn't, uh, uh, that was in the road, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Well, the opposite of doubting is believing, right? having faith, believing, but shall not doubt in his heart. And there's times you can, I will say this, there's times you can have doubt in your head but not in your heart. But don't leave them in your head long because after a while it will drop into your heart. That's the danger of it. That's why you've got to watch your thought life. You think on something long enough, you begin to believe it. Get it out of there. The Bible talks about uh, locking those uh, thoughts up, bringing them into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You can't just let them have a their playground and run around up there. You've got to put a stop to it. What? What are you thinking? Stop this right now. Why? How are you going to do that? You get the Word of God, begin to think on God's Word. Hallelujah. Change that thought pattern. T change it around. All right. He says, uh, say unto this mountain, be thou moved and cast into the sea and shall not... Uh, 
not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. How many times did he say the word say or saith in there? Three times, right? Now one verse, three times he talks about speaking, the importance of speaking. One time believing. The saying will line up with your, your believing, and your believing will line up with your saying. If you keep speaking to it, praise God. Amen. All right? Therefore, now he said, because of this, when you see a therefore, look to see what is there for. Okay? It's a conjunction. It's bringing something in. Because of this, now he says, therefore, because of this, I say unto you. Now, this is Jesus speaking. This is a hot sauce right here. Words of red, right? Therefore, because of this, I say unto you, Jesus speaking, whatever things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you might have them. Shall. Oh, that's a strong word, isn't it? So he says, therefore, because of this, because of the fig tree, and because I'm teaching you here how faith works, that you speak it, you believe it in your heart, you don't doubt, because of all this, he says, therefore, because of this, I tell you that whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Hallelujah. Of course, then we can't, you can't read this without verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father which is in heaven may forgive you. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. He's telling you right now, this will stop your faith. I'm telling you right now. And he puts this right out. Now, this works. Your faith will work, praise God, if you do it this way, but don't you be hold unforgiveness because it won't work. Didn't think I'd give very many hearty amens out of that. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's the truth, though, you know. It is. That's where the enemy tries to get in, kind of stop our faith, put a stop to our faith, is because we try to hold unforgiveness. No. We're told to be quick to forgive. Yeah, but. No, 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 no. No, yeah, buts. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Because I, don't, I want my faith working. I don't want it to be plugged up. Amen. And nobody can make us do that. something that we choose to do ourselves. Forgive. Everybody say forgive. forgive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, man. Okay. Got your deep seat and a faraway look, praise God, this morning. <laughs> Amen. Now let's go. And now let's go over to Romans. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 4. How many of you have ever heard of this little whippersnapper called Abraham? Hallelujah. We were just talking, Pastor Nancy and I was talking yesterday about amazing in the Old Testament how many uh, people that God worked in their lives in, and I mean, they were heathens. You notice that? <laughs> For sake of saying a better way. 
They didn't have all their, their act together. But they loved God. They wasn't born again as such because Jesus hadn't come yet. They couldn't be born again. They couldn't have Jesus in their heart. They were serving him out of the law. They were serving him out of, you know, the law that was written or the prophets. And so they were, they were, they grew up with being taught and trained, you know, to follow God's commands. And in that, developed a love for God in, in, in that. Could you imagine what that had to have been like? Not having the Holy Spirit to guide them, to lead them on the inside, but strictly serving God because, out of command because you knew, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you're taught something from birth that this is right and you don't deviate from it, that becomes your law, that becomes your, your, guard, your, your guide in life. And so they were, they were serving God in that. Now, granted, there's times that angels would show up or, you know, and, and then a prophet would uh, prophesy something that would, you know, know that would bring it all into line and whatnot. But it wasn't until, you know, Jesus came on the scene, was nailed to the cross, gave his life, that now mankind could, could be born again, the new covenant. And, uh, but it's amazing how, yet, how God worked through uh, men and women of old simply because they love, chose to love God. And uh, what that tells me is there is an awesome, awesome responsibility on us to whom much is given, much is required. Now we know. We can, I mean, we can't use excuses that, you know, some of the different ones and David and some of the different ones did. Well, you know that David, he was out in the field tending sheep, and Jesse's sons all come before him, and God says, nope, 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 one after another, nope. Do you have another one? Well, yeah, there's this little shepherd boy. We'll bring him in. Yep, he's the one. For God knows the heart. See, he, he saw David's heart. And in his heart, even though he wasn't born again, per se, he he knew the importance. He chose just by a choice of his heart to follow after God's laws and God's ways. And God saw that and anointed him king. So if he saw it back then, guess what? He's still seeing the heart today. He sees the heart. Aren't you thankful? Praise God. I mean, regardless of what we, you know, people think of us or say or anything like that, try to judge it or anything like that, God sees the heart. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why we don't go around judging people. We don't go, well, you know, this person. No, 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 that's not our part to do. We don't see the heart like God does. And so these, this is just a little side trip, but, you know, as we was talking about some of these different men and women of old, how God used them even though they wasn't born again, so to speak. Jesus, in their heart, they chose, they make the decision to choose to follow after God, and God blessed that. He blessed what he could bless. Guess what? He still does today, praise God. Thank God we don't have to be perfect in the natural for God to use us. Aren't you thankful? It'd be All of us would be extinct from God using us. But no, God will meet us where we're at. He loves us so much. Amen. And then he'll work with us. He'll work with us where we're at. Every one of us in this room are different places in our spiritual walk. Their spiritual growth. 
there's things sometimes as you begin to grow that you can't get by with that you got by with before. Well, why can't you get by with it? Because the Spirit of God begins to deal with your heart. Yeah, might not ought to be doing that. Yeah, Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Well, everybody else is done. It doesn't matter about everybody else. It's how the Lord begins to deal with us because we continue to mature and grow in Him, right? And so we're all growing. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful? That God doesn't abandon a one of us. He works with us all right where we're at. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, we don't all have to be perfect like Brian. Praise God. I know he's that way because Patty says he is. <laughs> all right, Brian, you can pay me now. No. Oh, we're all growing. We're all learning, Right? And the more that we grow and the more that we learn, the more that we learn what we shouldn't do. And God does not condemn us if we mess up, but our heart will convict us. He doesn't condemn us. There's not condemnation. It's just like, oh, doggone it. I know, I just shouldn't have done that. Well, if you shouldn't have done it, then just go to that person or whatever and say, I just asked you to forgive me. I ought not have said that or done that. Simple as that. Get it under the blood. Because you remember, that's a big part of our faith working. We don't want a blocker there. We want to just keep that out of there, praise God, so God can work and move through us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Let's start here. Uh, We know that, uh, thank you, Jesus. Galatians 3.11 says the just shall live by faith. We know that. We know that we don't please God outside of faith, right? We know that we're justified. How many people are justified here? Amen. You know what that means? Been born again. Just as if I had never sinned. Justified. Just as if I had never sinned. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from that. Amen. So we've been justified by his blood. Well, uh, Romans uh, 5.1 says this, Therefore, being justified, how, how are we justified? By faith. We receive Jesus by faith. We're born again by faith, praise God. Amen? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also we have access by faith into this grace. Hallelujah. So, By faith. Everybody say by faith. faith. Well, you're one of them faith people. Yeah, you mean you're not? Somebody asked you that? What? Yeah, you're one of them faith people. Uh, Yeah, duh, I want to please God. And uh, you please God by faith. You mean you don't? Come on now. This is how we live. This is how we walk. This is how God operates. This is is how the kingdom of heaven operates, praise God. This is how our, our salvation is secure, is by faith, praise God. Amen. And so, uh, yeah, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop right here. I'll tell you why. Because I want to minister just a little bit on baptism before we, we let everybody go here. Because uh, if I go into this next part, uh, we're going to be a little while. 
So we, we may uh, be another week on starting <laughs> the clean uh, message up. I guess that's uh, God won't topple off the throne, praise God. I like teaching on faith. And I think it's something, it's our bread and butter. It is. I talked about that last week. It's our bread and butter. It's how we live. You know, it's, it's who we are. It's something that, you know, so many of, I had several of you come up to me this past week and say, man, that was exactly what I needed. Man, this is, who could have known this is, many of you did that. And, and it is, it's where we live. And it's, sometimes it's just a reminder of how we are to walk and how, regardless of what it looks like in the natural, praise God, we do walk by faith. It's not, well, we'll take a stab at it in the dark and hope it works, you know, or throw a dart on the wall and hope we hit something. No, it's sure, praise God, with God. It's sure. God's word's sure, praise God. And we can put everything into it. We can take it to the bank, praise God. It, he's good for his word, amen? And so, um, so, so uh, I think I said enough about that today. So we're going to switch gears a little, little bit. Are you okay with that? Hallelujah. So we've got a, a few people here today. I don't know. Uh, uh, four, I think. That's at least four, maybe five that's going to be baptized. And so what we're going to do is, is we're going to have a little dinner here out here, out here on the lawn. And we invite everybody to stay. And then we're going to run up to Fry Lake, praise God, and get up there and get out before it rains. Hallelujah. Amen. And if it rains, you'll get baptized twice, praise God, but that's okay. <laughs> no big deal. Amen. You know, you can't get in the water without getting wet, so it's just part of it. Um, so anyway, so this is the thing I would like to ask. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the baptism uh, some, for those that's being baptized and those that's going to, and, and we do encourage as many of you that came, please come, can, please come. I know a lot of you, some of you wasn't planning on coming. But we'd like to have as many there as possible because if you are getting baptized, you want this is a part of being baptized in water is it's an outward sign of what you're doing. You're committing, I'm, I'm going to follow God. I've chosen to follow God. I want the devil to know. I want God to know, but I want uh, uh, those witnesses around me to know my life is hid in God. Amen? And so that being said, uh, uh, we would like as many of you that came even if you're not getting baptized, to come join us. It won't, it won't be very long. Uh, and like I said, Fry Lake is just really easy access. That's why we chose that. And, and just come and be there and be witnesses to what, uh, uh, what's going to take place there. I'm excited about it. Praise God. Amen. But I want to read a couple of scriptures here. And uh, 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 dear, would you mind going back on my desk? I've, I've, I've got a sheet I printed off on uh, baptism, doctrine of baptisms, and I forgot to bring that in because I want to read a couple of things that I had put down there on that. Um, so we know that the Scriptures talks about uh, there's several different baptisms, and we know the word baptized, the baptism means the immersion in. There's a lot of different types and shadows of baptism that's mentioned in Scripture. Uh, basically, it means the immersion of and coming up different. You know, going down one way, coming up different, another way. But the three, three main ones that we're going to discuss and the, the, the scripture that we make reference to has to do with the three baptisms. The baptism into repentance, all right? The baptism in water and the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. There's three different baptisms and each one of those has to do with when we're baptized into repentance, 
we're baptized, we, we say, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. We're, we're, we're buried under the blood of Jesus, and we're raised new with him. Okay? So it's a type of baptism in that. John's baptism we refer to as baptism in the water. We go down and, and say this is a symbol of I was buried with Christ, and now I'm risen anew again. Praise God. Amen. Baptism in the Holy Spirit is, is the Holy Spirit come into my life, fill me to the fullest till I'm running over, praise God, and, I, and the power that begins to come out is, is I'm brand new in this, praise God. Thank you, dear. So, um, so the first one we talk about, turn your Bibles, if you would, please, uh, to uh, Acts 2, Acts 2, and we're going to look at... Uh, uh, verse 41, Acts 2, 41. Hallelujah. Acts 2, 41. It says, And when they gladly received his word, they were baptized the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So how can you add 3,000 souls? We know that baptism, and I know that some even religion or denominations take this out of context and try to establish a, a, a basis of, well, if you're not baptized in water, you can't go to heaven. There's no place that substantiates that when you look at the context of Scripture in which it's written in. The baptizing in water is not going to help you or hinder you from going to heaven. The baptism into repentance is what Jesus died for on the cross. Amen? It's his blood. It's because of him. It's not something we do. It's because of what he did, praise God. And then we receive that finished work that he did. But here in verse 41, he says that same day that they were baptized, were added in 3,000 souls. Now the 3,000 souls were baptized in the repentance of their sin. They were born again. Praise God. Amen? Thank God uh, for the baptism into repentance. Amen? Thank God for that. Um, let's see. Um, let me look here, see if a, another scripture can't, comes to memory. Um, thank you, Jesus. Give me just a second. Um, Verse uh, Romans eight eleven, he says, uh, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. And so we know that uh, when his Spirit, uh, when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, his Spirit, we're reborn and we're changed, we're quickened, we're made alive. Matter of fact, uh, uh, we know the Scripture tells us that we have been made a new creature, a new creation in Christ when we were born again. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. Paul said that, right? So that's a, it's a work that takes place uh, in the heart. We're, we're baptized in the blood of Jesus, raised again in newness of life. Thank God um, that we can be born again. Uh, uh, turn, uh, if you would, over to uh, uh, let's go over to Acts chapter 8. Let's look at this. Acts 
Acts chapter 8, and we're going to be reading, and uh, you remember the story about uh, Philip and the, and the eunuch, uh, verse 20, uh, tw- uh, 26, chapter 8, verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, and a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasures and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, um, reading uh, uh, Isaiah the prophet. And then, then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. So the Holy Spirit, this is a capital S if you notice the word spirit here, so it's referring to the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, join yourself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither uh, to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shear, he opened not his mouth. And in his uh, humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And when the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. All right, so, so uh, as they went, and on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said unto uh, 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 Sid, See, here is water. What doth hinder me from being baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So here's his first baptism right now. He hadn't even hit the water yet. And here's his first baptism was to believe. So we see that that is the prerequisite for the water. He said, yeah, you can be water baptized, but before you do, you've got to believe. You've got to be born again, praise God. Amen. And so this is the the order. Uh, And he commanded the chariots to stand still, and they both went down in the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he, he baptized him. Hallelujah. So these that we're going to uh, baptize today are born again, and they've accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and, uh, uh, and so they've been baptized, um, um, they've been uh, baptized unto Jesus, unto repentance, and now they want to be baptized in water, praise God. And so maybe you're here, and, 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 I, and I will say this. Uh, just because you've been baptized before, I, I remember I was, I was baptized three different times. <laughs> First time, don't really remember too much. Didn't have a whole lot of meaning to me. It was a baptism the church was having. Yeah, whatever. I didn't really understand what it was about, what it was for. The second time, was down in Collinsville. Glory sure went out to Pastor Lee's uh, uh, swimming pool, and we had several people baptized. And I'm telling you, that water 
was almost, it, it, it was like it was, had consistency. It was almost like oil. I mean, everybody was just commenting, what is going, this is incredible. And it, I had a desire, a real desire at that point. I wanted to be baptized. I know that it was a presence of God. There was anointing of God there to do it. But I really wanted something that really marked the time and said, I, this, this baptism, being baptized, you know, uh, I've been born again. Following after God kind of starts a new era of my life. I want to be baptized in this. And I was, and it was glorious. I really remember that one. Then, this uh, uh, earlier this year, we happened to be in, in, uh, uh, in the, the river, at the River Jordan. Who can go to the River Jordan without being baptized, right? <laughs> I mean, to me, the reason I did it is because, you know, Jesus was baptized there, and I just, uh, um, I just wanted to, to do that, to say, okay. But it wasn't, but the one before that was my, my real baptizing. You may baptize as many times as you want, but the important thing is, is that means something in the front of witnesses. That, hey, and you're marking something in time. Now, I've had people too that's been baptized, but at, at the same time, there was a lot that lot of fog in their life, a, a lot of things that happened in their life, and 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 they're just come to a place in their life and said, okay, that's all behind me, my life going forward. I want to mark this thing as so serious that I'm turning the corner in this and I'm never going back to that way of life again and have used that as a mark as a mark in time to go forward. So regardless of what it is, uh, so it's not up to us to judge somebody, well, what are you doing it for? They're, they're doing it because there's something that's in their heart that makes a decision. I'm, I, I'm marking this. I'm going forward. I'm not going back. I'm coming up different, praise God. Amen? And so, uh, so that being said, um, we're thankful. I'm excited to, uh, to, to baptize those of you that's on the list to do so, and we'll do that after. So like I said, we'll go out here and, and have a little, little bite to eat, and then we'll head to the mountain and take care of that, praise God, and we we'll invite you if you want to carpool or whatever. Like I said, it's not going to be very long. We'll go up and get it done. And I tell people, you know, Robbie, uh, w- Robbie, well, I was thinking about, you know, usually we go over to Louie Lake because we're over there on that side. Uh, I remember the first time Robbie, uh, uh, when he uh, hadn't been here too long, he wanted to be baptized in the lake. It was October. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's not much different than that right now up there. But uh, I said, okay, Robbie. I said, when I get out there and I call for you, don't waste no time. Get on out of here. (laughs) And and, uh, Robbie remembers it and I remember it. And I've even had some people before say, well, if we're, gonna, if we're not going to be baptized in the lake, I don't want to get baptized. But if we're going to get baptized in the lake, I want to do it. I always tell people, you get baptized up in the lake, you'll remember it. <laughs> It'll, you, you'll remember it, praise God. So uh, we're looking forward to that, and uh, we invite you to go run up with us for a little bit. Well, before, let's everybody stand, praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before we go today, thank you, Lord. Wherever heads bowed and every eyes closed, please, no one looking around. Is there anybody here today you've never asked Jesus, you've never been baptized into repentance, you've never said, Jesus, come into my heart?
That's where we start. That's the first place. Amen. So while every head's bowed, nobody looking around, please. Is there anybody here? You said, I've never been baptized into repentance, but I want to be this morning. I want to make that change. Praise God. Just be bold. Raise your hand. Say, that's me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Now, if you're here today and you know that things are not right in your life between you and the Lord, thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to even ask you to raise your hand concerning this one. You know who you are. Um, all you got to do is repent. Repent means to turn 180 degrees away from it. Repent means to say, God, I'm sorry, and then turn away and don't look back. So if that's you here today, just make the decision to do that. Praise God. So I'm going to pray for everyone as a whole. And uh, if that's you, just be real with it. It's not something that you should have to do every week or every month or, or probably every year. But if it's been a while and you've just been out acting like a heathen, <laughs> for sake of better words, and you know you need to get your act together and get it right, praise God, then you make that uh, and you mean it with your heart, praise God, between you and him. Thank you, Jesus. So let's just, I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. If that's you, you say it and you mean it and get it right, praise God. And then don't do it anymore. Just make the decision. I'm walking away from it, praise God. So Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. I ask you to forgive me. You're so good. I ask you to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And you said, if I would ask, you would do it. So I come before you humbly, asking you this morning, thank you for taking me back into the fold. I turn away from those things that are not right, and I press toward the prize for the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. You're on my sights, Lord. I'm pressing forward. I'm not going to be turn back anymore from this day forward. I declare things will be different. I decide with all my heart for that to be the case in Jesus' name. Thank you for loving me. I receive that forgiveness right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father of God. Thank you, Father of God, for your love and your goodness. Meeting people where they're at. Oh, God, you are so good. You care for us and you love us so much. Father, I just bless these people in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I just got something stirring on the inside of me. And I don't know who this is for. And maybe it's somebody online. I don't know. But if it is for somebody here or whatever, just take it. The Lord said it's time for you to quit playing around and get real. To just do it. And I'll meet you there and I'll help you. The enemy has lied to you. And said, no, you can't do this life. You can't walk this life. But the Lord would say to you this day, it's a lie from the enemy. You can do this. 
and you must do this. Make the decision and go forward. And I'll meet you there and I'll help you and I'll show you what you need to do and how you need to do it. I'll be your helper. I'll be your friend, just as I said I would. No looking back, but only pressing forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, God's good. Aren't you glad he loves us and cares for us? Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Well, uh, just one other thing. Um, uh, I've asked uh, Brother Jim to uh, be in charge of uh, setting up a little uh, privacy tent up for the people to change clothes in. And if there's a couple people that would be willing to help him uh, set, set that up and put the tarp up, up there, just go to him and say, hey, I'll help you do it. I know he would appreciate that. All right. It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember, you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.